0: and Elite Rugby in this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Music the WRU has invested a record amount in the game in Wales or something Group Chief Executive Martin Phillips is delighted to see.
1: I think we're pleased overall. Obviously the revenue's gone up quite a bit and the main part of that then is it allows us to invest
0: more into rugby. School Colleges League was launched this year with a message from College Cigars Iris Evans that it'll be more competitive than ever
2: In a tough year college come there, are really strong I think Glantar and Newport High will also be uh, up there as well as many others so you'll have to be at your best and the depth of the squad will definitely challenged Well RGC head coach Mark Jones says losing players to the professional game
0: is what makes his role exciting
3: what I love about it is it's just creating a big void now for the next crop of talent to come into. And that's really my job, is to create a pathway for the players in North Wales to get seen.
0: I would also hear from all four regions about the challenges facing them this weekend. Some good stories there. We'll start with the release of the WIU annual report. A 30% increase in revenue to just under £100 million. A record £42.8 million reinvested in the game in Wales. Plenty of good news for WIU Group Chief Executive Martin Phillips.
1: I think we're pleased overall. Obviously the revenue's gone up quite a bit and the main part of that then is it allows us to invest more into rugby. So we've managed, you know, to do that across all facets of the game. So, you know, the community game into the sort of semi professional and regional game and then right through to the international game. so overall you know the purpose of what we do is to try and generate funds for rugby generally and I'm pleased with that it was a little bit of a a perfect year in a way so we you know almost everything we attempted came off so from second in the six nations you know an All Blacks game is always a sellout you know that's good for revenues and then we had two Anthony Joshua fights, four Ed Sheeran concerts so it was one of those years where everything we touched turned to gold really whereas next year and uh, we know already it's going to be a lot tougher so you know most of the things i've just said won't won't repeat you know we know revenues already are going to be down next year and we you know we know we're going to make a loss next year so you know on the one hand we're we're really pleased but we've brought a little bit of prudence to how much we've invested so we want to make sure that whatever we do this year we can invest similarly uh, next year as well so um, yeah trying to avoid the boom and bust i guess The whole reason for existing is we, we reinvest everything that we make and we, we always try to spread across the various facets of the game and what we know is you know, one can't succeed without the other. You know, we try to be quite smart about where we allocate the money, so more has gone into the community game and into facilities, so that's been a big push for us. New forms of the game, um, women's and girls, so we've put you know, additional funds in there this year. The regions we've invested in more, mainly because you know, we want to help the regions to compete in the competitions that they participate in. And then, ironically, the sort of national team's been fairly stable, really, so it's been a sort of fairly flat um, investment into there. But our belief is that you know, if we can help the regions to be successful, that in turn will help the Welsh team. So, as in other years, really, we're just trying to have a sort of a steady increase into all parts of the game so it's sustainable and, and everybody moves forward at the same pace. nice to be into world cup here so we've put so much planning into it and obviously on the back of argentina which was pretty important tour on many levels and pleased not just with the wins but there were some new faces in the squad and they gelled really well off the pitch Um, and that's given us some momentum into the autumn now so um, being with warren today and i know he's all firing for autumn we want to go out there and perform well in in four games and then the six nations obviously is always the tournament for us to win and then very quickly we'll be into world cup camps and the guys will be going through their paces to try and make the 31 for Japan
0: so yeah nice to be into it of course one of the areas for investment is in the schools and developing a good pathway for the most talented players a key element of that is the schools and colleges under 18s league liz jones spoke to a couple of the key
2: coaches oirish evans colisiga
4: Hey Russ, what's the challenge this year to get that trophy back in your trophy cabinet?
2: Yeah, that's the challenge. I think it's uh, for all between us and the Kermode. so hopefully we can nip it this year again. No, it's going to be a, nip a tough year. come and there are really strong. I think Glantav and Newport High will also be uh, up there as well as many others, so we'll have to be at our best, and the depth of the squad will be definitely challenged.
4: What is it about yourselves and, and come out that has made you so strong over the years?
2: Oh, I'd like to think we've run good programmes, both of us, you know, and um, there's definitely a, a pathway there that people have seen, people have come to play in for the colleges, and then progressed then to play uh, regional rugby and then international rugby. So I think there's a lot of investment that the colleges put into the programmes, and you know, the rewards are there to be seen by everyone.
4: And the importance of the league within the pathway.
2: It's a starting point, really. They get a good service within this league, and then obviously there's a regional tournament then, and from that they go on to the international scene. So the pathway is a proven method way of identifying players, and you can see the number of players who have progressed through the system in recent years who play for 20s and now playing at the senior level as well. So it shows it all works.
4: And the TV coverage gives it that extra kudos, shop window, something to play for as well. Do you think that helps on that pathway too?
2: Oh, definitely, the, the coverage that uh, S4C give it is, is definitely taking the league to the, to the next level. I think uh, a lot of you, you know, young boys who are you know, 11 and 12 see th- this uh, game being played at uh, under 18 level and, and aspire to be part of it and they can see as well that this plays a part in their development and hopefully they can be part of the future
4: Some players to watch out for this season, have you kept a lot of your squad or as a young team?
2: As a younger team this year to be honest you, um, you know, Sam Williams, who are number 8 will captain the team and hopefully he'll have a big year and push his way into the, the national team as well. Dean James moves from 15 to 12 this year and Again, he's played really well in the regional games. So, um, you know, hopefully those two will lead from front and take us forward. It's important that the league
4: is competitive too and as you said there could be some other challenges this year
2: oh, Definitely, I think uh, came on the scene last year and, and tested everybody really so I'm, I'm sure they'll be strong again but you know, the league goes from strength to strength and I think uh, the Dragons 18s have been the best team in the regional tournament so I'm sure uh, Newport and Gwent, uh, Gwent will be challenging as well so it's great for the tournament I'm sure uh, everybody wants to see a different final but we'll be trying our
5: best to be part of that Robert Sedoli, Newport High Rugby Academy.
4: Rob, how are you looking at the league this season?
5: Very optimistic. Last year for us was a, a tough year. we had a lot of like younger year twelves in the team, so for us this year now, I'm looking forward to seeing those make that transition to the, become the older element of our squad. So hopefully we can um, build more of a core around them and I'm going to enjoy watching them play.
4: They're doing well at regional 18 level and you've been talked about as one of the challenges for this season. What do you think of that mantle?
5: Uh, look, we're just really pleased with like, how well like, our programme has uh, linked in with the, the Dragons programme and what we did with a lot of our Year 12s last year and how we uh, helped that transition for when they were with us, what we supported them with when they went up to the Dragons then where they uh, continued the basic support as ultimately turned out to be a really good product for the first round of the regional game so we're really proud of that and what's really good for us as well and is in behind that we got a new set of Year 12s that are beginning our journey again so it's just really good to see um, players getting quality support for their rugby and it's not to the detriment of their studies which is massively important
4: Yeah, you've talked about that before how it's critical really that both go together.
5: Yeah, look I think any professional coach wants a player who's uh, obviously talented but they want a player who's committed and, and quite knowledgeable of the game and can give their views across and I, I generally believe those types of players are the players that uh, can manage like timetables and commitments, give um, uh, absolute attendance to everything and then they tend to go on and be like uh, those special players and we start that off in a very young age. And hopefully to see that come through and reflected in the Dragons initially, now they've got the under 23s, I think it's a great product at the minute.
4: Get things looking up at this level in the Dragons region?
5: Yeah, I think the Dragons is, of late now, is a real hotbed for young talent. What's really exciting about this season as well is the, the sign-ins with the senior Dragons. They've got um, some real quality core players and I think to have that in the squad will help develop all the young talent, and hopefully, they'll, um, they'll get a balance a lot sooner than what they've done the last couple of years. So, optimistically, I think it's real good times, interesting times.
4: Having said all that, how important is it to get some, to start well in the league and to do well in terms of results as well this season?
5: I suppose that's the biggest learning curve from last year, just from my point of view, is um, I don't think we set a big enough expectation about perhaps the, the result. And just turning the corner sometimes and i think this year now we, we've implemented that about the expectation about their own role and if they do that well and the expectation that they should be competing for the result and i think we might have overlooked that in the past so we've got that out there now and i really just want to see how they um managed to turn some really tight games into results that go our way and uh,
4: some good players to look out for
5: yeah like the year 13's just for us now We've been on our journey for last year, Real excited talent. there. Some boys have been away with the Wales Under-18s to South Africa and a, a good representation with the Dragons uh, Under-18s. So some real exciting prospects for me, both up front and behind. So a nice little balance for us at the moment.
0: You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Will certainly be some interesting clashes there. Moving on to the Principality Premiership, and this week's TV game is a fascinating one. Pontypridd hosting RGC. A chance to hear from both those clubs, starting with Ponty captain David Lockyer.
6: It's been built right up to, especially with the TV that's uh, S4C and, and BBC. They're really going to push your games, and it's, it's nice to see. Our, um, nice to see the, the Premiership having a bit of. Um, praise and yeah, exposure, and, 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 yeah, but exposure um, this probably should have been done a couple of years ago but least it's heading in the right way now what about the tv factor then does that sort of distract does it take away does it enhance you know what from a person that's played in front of the cameras regularly an old head really in terms of playing in front of the tv what does that bring then Ah, oh, in it, it answers, don't know. If you know we're playing on, on the TV on a weekend, it's, you just look forward all, all training, all week. Everyone's excited and, and builds it right up, and the coaches build it up, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's a it's a brilliant thing. And it, they've been saying about like playing on the telly just giving people exposure, and and especially young players who, who miss the cut when they're a bit younger and miss, miss out on things, it just gives those a massive chance to um, show what they're about and, and then yeah. get themselves to the play professional rugby. What about the season ahead? Then, in general, there's relegation and promotion from the championship. Uh, Ponte and experienced sides. Lots of new faces coming in this season. Is that, is that a bit of a not a worry, but a factor to consider as well? It's a good thing for us. We we needed it. We done well last year with with what we had, but as soon as we had we had a couple of bumps, we, we just fell off a little bit and, and a couple of losses. But this year, um, it's the same as every year. every year. We go in, we go, we look to win a cup or win a league. It's, no matter what team we got or squad, that's our aims. And um, the glass are just pointing to go out to the of the cup. So we, yeah. we need to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen this year. We need a good run in the cup, and the league is. You start well if we, we can get a good win against Bedwas and, and go on a nice little run by there and, and beat the RGC on telly. It's just you want a good run yeah. and then you have a bit of momentum and you don't know what, what can happen. We've, we've beat Merthyr before and there's no reason why we we can't do it again. Yeah, are they the team that everybody is looking at in terms of? winning the Premiership and retaining the Premiership crown yeah they, towards the end of last year they were head and shoulders above any other team in the Premiership and they deserved the winner but like this year just, they've signed a lot of good players in so they, they're stronger again but so have other clubs Cardiff yeah. are a lot stronger this year and they're be decent I think Bar, be one of the, the teams who, to look out for. I think you're yeah. going to pick up a lot of wins this year, with especially at home, with, the, with some of the boys they have signed. So, yeah, we do. We can beat Merthyr. We know we can, and un- 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 talking at all the other teams, it's just, yeah. it's just trying to do what the team's trying to do it on a regular basis and going on a good run. What has that been like then to see, you know, players coming from lower divisions and putting their hand up? I guess for the uh, starting with Bontine. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's nice, and uh, I think. That's the way forward for Ponty. I don't think we're never going to be a club who's going to be splashing out money and, and making major sign-ins. It's, it's always going to be boys from local clubs, good players, who, who want to play for Ponty and who want to play for the Badge. And I think that's, that's the right way for Ponty, and that's the way we're always going to go. And to be fair, it's nice they come in and um, a couple of characters come in and it's, it's nice that we haven't had it for a couple of years. We, we've had a lot of academy boys who were like, see this about the rugby and that's fair enough, but this year we've seemed to bring boys in from lower divisions, and it's been really good. Like Who are the characters to look out for then? Uh Stefan, the number eight from Nelson. He's right. A bit of a character to be <laughs> fair when he's come in. Um, Rodri, one of the boys from uh, Pontypool. Right. Chokey boy. Um, it's just adds to our atmosphere when everyone's happy and we're having a good laugh at us when we play our best rugby.
3: Mark Jones, uh, head coach, RGC. What sort of state are RGC in? You've
0: lost a uh, couple <laughs> of pretty high-profile players, but you've been there there thereabouts the last couple of seasons.
3: Yeah, we, we're very proud of the, the... I think we've lost five guys, I think, to the pro game since last season. Uh, I haven't sure. Alex Swartz, Tien Lutz, Jacob Bortica and Henry Williams uh, and if you include Hugh Worthington as well in is six. So, yeah, we've lost half a team, half a starting team. So, uh, hopefully that's a a reflection of those players' ability and the the environment we've created for them and the the players that they've been playing with that have put them in the shop window. So, um, yeah, I suppose... Kind of shot ourselves in the foot in many ways because done well in year one and two, and obviously year three is the jeopardy year that everybody's talking about. And you're potentially going into that with with six of your most experienced players, and most of your, or your most consistent players not available. But what I love about it is it's just creating a big void now for the next crop of talent to come into. And that's really my job is to create a pathway for the players in North Wales to get seen. So you know, winning the league's fantastic. You know, winning the cup a couple of years ago was brilliant, but not really my remit. Uh, my remit is to make sure we have got a really good pathway for for players to come through when you look at the number of players that you've had go on to the pro game it's a, yeah. it's a hell of a compliment for the
0: whole setup up in North Wales
3: yeah I think so I think like I said before really we've just got to compliment the whole thing you know um, from Sean the GM right through to the clubs that produce the players at grassroots to the you know, the machine that is the RGC team, if you like, that plays in the Premiership, but the whole region in itself has all played its part, and uh, I think they should be very proud of, you know, what they're doing up there. There's an awful lot spoken about the investment, and et cetera, et cetera, but really there's very modest investment when you see exactly what the players do and what they do it for and what the people, you know, the volunteers, etc I think people would be quite surprised if, if you actually worked it out what it cost to put these guys out on the pitch because um, it's a real big commitment for those guys and they, they love it and we've got a model of player that we have to target so it's built on young players because we ask you know these players to give a lot of time in the evenings to come and train and sometimes in the day as well if they're available you know we put on extra little weight sessions and skill sessions if we can and if you've got a wife and three kids and you know you're working nine to five clearly you aren't going to have the flexibility in your working life so all our players are part-time workers students so we have to recruit you know, in that way. Otherwise, the model doesn't work. So um, I think it's, it's been a lovely little project, and everyone should be really proud of it. But of course, this year is going to be a different animal altogether.
0: We saw five, six years ago suddenly more players from North Wales getting into the age-grade sides at sure. Wales level. Are those players coming through? are Those the players who are going to fill yeah, the gaps
3: then. I think um, we are 85, 90% North Walian which is fantastic. You know, it, again, it's part of the one of the things of what I set out in stone. I want the North Wales players to play. We're we haven't got a player coming through or we've got a void and clearly we've got to go and look down south or we've got to look overseas maybe or if, if we have to, but we're looking to bring North Wales and Welsh qualified players through the system, that, that's what we're there to do and it's amazing actually the amount of interest we're getting from other players now actually saying look we'd like to come and play for you, I'm playing in New Zealand I'm playing in France, my mother's Welsh, my father's Welsh You know, I want to get in the shop window and I think that's fantastic because the regions at the moment have got their affiliated premiership teams, so they've got that flow of player back and forth. We haven't really got anybody who we can swap players with and pass players on to. You know, we, we try and help all the regions if we can, but of course if the regions came and took all our best players, we'd have, we'd have nobody left. So uh, it's about replenishing the well all the time and making sure that we get the machine producing those young players. And it goes right back to the clubs, you know, I'm trying to get out there as much as I can with the CPD and the Riffins and the Abigailis and... Just trying to help the coaches, coach the players so that, like you say, you know, the academy that's set up there, it's a very modest academy compared to a Scarlet's or an Osprey's academy. But we're trying to resource it more and more each year and uh, hopefully, like you say, we're seeing those players coming through and by creating that void of the players moving on, you know, you're you create a hole for somebody to come and do and we have got some young- good youngsters you've been one of the sides that have really
0: challenged Merthyr obviously you've had your victories had your very close defeats yeah. a lot of people looking into that game up at your place yeah. on TV how much ex- I know you've got other games beforehand but how much excitement is there for that event if
3: you like oh I think look I it- <sighs> I don't know how much the other teams enjoy coming to North Wales because it's such a long way for them to travel and I know it's, it's awkward, we've got to do it every other weekend so I, I fully appreciate the scale of that but I think what we try to do is make it a good event for teams when they come up there you know, we try to make it as close to a regional experience as they can get you know, the pre-match stuff in the barn we've got the pre-match entertainment with the kids playing tag at half-time you know, we really try to sell it as a real a weekend out so that not only the, you know, if a Clefney comes up or a Newport they bring their supporters with them and they stay over and they enjoy North Wales for a few nights and um, I think are coming up, teams embrace coming up there I think they really enjoy coming up there which I wish they didn't enjoy it as much sometimes, we wanted to be a bit more daunted by it but I actually think the surface is usually pretty good so the crowd is 1800 to 2000 plus each week so it's a good place to come and play rugby if you're a semi-professional player so um, yeah, we're excited about all the teams that come up there but obviously when you, you sort of your two-time champions come up there, it gets the juices going that's for sure because it's a chance for those players to measure themselves against the best
0: and there have been some really exciting TV games in the Premiership so far this season. As there have been at regional level. One of the strangest stories of the season has been the Blues leading after 75 minutes in all three games, but ending up losing. So what's been the explanation of that?
7: Here's Captain Ellis Jenkins. I don't know, I wish I had the answer for you really, but yeah, it's obviously not. It's a uh, bit frustrating the way the first three games have gone. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery to us, really. We sort of sat down this week tried to have you know, some honest and, and painful conversations with each other and uh, you know, all, all we can do is look to improve week by week and it's not a habit we want to get into and something we want to make a, a regular occurrence so it's an opportunity to, to change that again.
0: What was said in that meeting? What did you come up with?
7: It's tough. It's tough. There's no sort of golden answer, I think. It's just about improving in, in various aspects. There's key moments in the game where we're just making big errors and compounding those errors that are resulting in points and times where we're getting in in strong positions and not converting. Talk about being ruthless, you get ahead and you keep playing and that's not what we're doing at the moment so it's definitely something we've got to try and sort out as quickly as possible.
0: Is that what you're doing once you get ahead?
7: You're maybe getting a bit defensive? Maybe, maybe yes. I wish I could could give you the, the stock answer but it's it's not. There's not, di- there's different opinions on, on why things are happening and, and what we need to improve and how we're going to do it. So it's about trying to put that into into place as quickly as possible and and getting back to being able to finish games strongly. You know, we're starting really well, we're putting ourselves in good positions and performance is just, just seems to be dropping off then and it's trying to solve why.
0: You've lost three in a row in the last five minutes. Munster are probably the world's best team of winning games in the last five minutes. So. Not your ideal fixture this
7: weekend, is it? No, I think it is. I think it is a big challenge. They're playing well, coming back with a big win on the weekend. And we sort of let ourselves down with our physicality on the weekend and they don't come much more physical than Munster. So you've got to see it as a challenge and an opportunity to get straight back on the horse and put a physical display in. Especially as forwards, as we spoke, where we weren't happy with the way we've been the last two weeks with our collision dominance and physicality. And it's an opportunity to go against one of the best and get back where we need to be for
5: yourself 100th game what
7: does that mean yeah it's, it's a big honour really to play that many games it's something not many people have done and it's, it's nice to get over the milestone I sort of got, got stuck there la- last year thought I yeah, thought I could have got there last year but obviously missed the first half of the season so nice occasion for my family and, and for myself but it's just, just about getting a win for, for me really it's, uh, it's trying to make it one to remember what was the first appearance? Newcastle away in the LV, LV Cup when I was 18 Jimmy Goldberth played ten that day, and he was magnificent. We we were a very very young team. He played. You uh, and Murray played tight dead, so they had a very a, a very good team, and it was a bit of a, a, a tough lesson for for some of us. And I remember thinking at the time, I'm never going to be able to play at this level because uh, Jimmy Goldberth was just like I said, he was just different level, and I'd never heard of him at the time. And obviously now he's one of the best in the premiership but
8: 100
7: games later obviously showing you you can play that Well, trying to yeah the Scarlets
0: have been in good form and one of the players coming through is centre wing Johan Nicholas his first
9: year out of Wales under 20s yeah it's been a few opportunities for me so it's nice to have a few games under my belt and see what the season brings
0: centre wing wherever the opportunities arise yeah I think it's
9: a bit of both I think so far I can play centre and wing so Whatever they need me I can play. What are you know? 21, 22? 20 now, yeah. How
0: do you look at this season? What are the targets and the hopes and aspirations?
9: Well, obviously it's just to play as many rugby as I can, so obviously the, I would want to play more rugby with the first team and then if I don't I get the opportunity, obviously play with the A-League and um, do good in the A-League and just keep playing well.
0: How do you look at that initiative? Because I guess it's players like you that it's aimed at.
9: Ah no, it's a good competition it's new this year, so um obviously a lot of boys are training out this year and it's I think it's a good thing to bring into the systematic gear yeah.
0: Have you been given a, a map of your season that obviously you're in the in the first team, but depending on how things go, might you get a training block, might you get what's been mapped out for you?
9: Uh, not really, it's just obviously internationals are going away, so obviously that being at the block where boys will have to step up so it's just playing when when you have to and when, when you can.
0: When you're playing with the likes of Adelaide and Jonathan Davis around, you know, it's obviously a, a benefit to have them around. But what exactly do you get yeah, out of It's
9: so a big benefit, bit of confidence as well, because you know you have got great players around you, so you don't have to worry as much maybe as um, maybe playing for a Premiership team or something maybe. But yeah, they're fantastic to play with, and yeah, it's a great opportunity. Yeah.
5: Did you find the? Is it a step up from the Premiership? Did you play?
9: Play against Blues. Yeah, it's a step yeah. up, obviously, yeah. playing uh, Pro 14. But obviously, the standard of A League has stepped up from Premiership, not premiership level. Yeah, it's now a step up from playing yeah. Premiership to Pro 14. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good league now to um, yeah. improve. So I
3: suppose they're looking for that step stone. for yeah. Players from Premiership to A, and then to Pro 14. Yeah. So in terms of stepping up to the Pro 14, then that, that,
9: that has yeah, it's obviously it's a big help and much easier then to step up when you yeah. when you have to.
3: I remember Wayne talking at the end of last season about improving your k- kicking game in terms of the aerial game. Is that something you work hard on as, as back three
9: Yeah, days? something the coaches have brought in big this year. Yeah. And we're extras as well. We've been putting a big emphasis on our kicking game, so obviously it's shown in our games now and it's um, really improved.
3: Is there a fine line? Obviously, there's a lot to have made about challenges in the air and things like that, when to go up and whether to leave the Broke Cup down. Is, it, is, is that sort of a new thing for someone to playing a lot of rugby in the centre for you?
9: Yeah, um, well I played a lot of wing as well, but it's, yeah, there's a fine line about obviously the penalties in the air and stuff. But that's all we can do is keep practicing and training, and then obviously hope we do it right in the game. Not involved in the
3: twenties, this year now. No, no, no well, I finished my twenties. How there. big a benefit does that last year? If you 20s? It yeah, obviously it's
9: a win? big benefit going away for such a long time. So I've been away in the World Cup for two years in a row now, mm. and it's good to get the opportunity to play. Obviously it's hard to play uh, a lot of games in a short amount of time. Yeah but it's a great opportunity and it's uh, yeah it's improved me as a player I think yeah
0: because there's a, like a little batch of years you now with Corey and Ryan who yeah, right, involved yeah.
9: in that back leg as well yeah I uh, think is a lot of boys still in 20s this year like Ryan's gone kind of the year uh, yeah they just can improve more every year I think
0: let's go back briefly to the A league you've played a lot more first team than a lot of people at your age group is that something that you and your friends are sort of talking about some others maybe more than you
9: I've had the last Two years of a lot of opportunities to play first team, but the A-League is a great opportunity for a lot of boys, and me as well. It's just um, just a step up in front premiership, and it's good league, I think, so a big improvement from last year. One of the new signings of the Dragons this season is wing
0: David Howells, who burst onto the Wales scene as a teenager when coming through the ranks at the Ospreys. A few injuries since then, but he hopes moving to the Dragons under coach Bernard Jackman this season Will kickstart his career at the highest level. So, what was it that made him decide to join the Dragons?
8: I met with Bernard before moving, and uh, I sort of saw the dream of and the way he wanted to play and things. And I thought it would suit me, sort of down to the ground and somewhere fresh. You know, after the last few years and you know, having some injuries and things, just a fresh start. And uh, this working out quite well at the minute change of scenery is, is never a bad thing I think mm. it's worked out well for me so hopefully it can continue on now for the rest of the season. Are
5: you expecting to get straight in on
8: the, this? No not really you know I was uh, had a couple of warm-up games coming back from previous injury and then so sort of straight in the deep end and mm. away we go so um, I'm not complaining. No.
0: Trying the second minute as well that's not a bad way Yeah no not
8: a bad way to start just hope we can uh, sort of emulate uh, that again this weekend. What was your injury? That uh, shoulder oh, shoulder right. dislocation yeah, so oh. I had second operation in February in in one season, so for me part of it is building up that run of games again, I I think I played eight games last season, so it's nothing really and then having a second big layoff at the end, um, going into pre-season for me was getting through the first two warm-up games and then into the season and I was just building 80-minute performances every week and we'll just keep pushing on from there and keep getting better
0: How hard is it when you've got those
8: injuries like Mentally it's tough, especially for myself, having come off the back of two really big setbacks. There are dark days, like many of the boys will tell you when you get injured, but the the group of people you've got around you, the physio, the support staff, the the gylogist, the psychologist and stuff, is is second to none. So they'll do anything they can to help you get through and make the transition as easy as possible.
0: How old are you
8: now? 23 you have, been around, now, yeah. well, you have
0: been around a long time but do you almost feel that you're having to, to start again? I mean, yeah For me it, again like I said
8: this season was a, it's, it's a new start I've wiped the slate clean almost I'm trying to forget what's happened in the past just so I can concentrate now on re myself here and uh, again now a weekly uh, starting position and pushing on from there then so you're trying to forget playing for Wales, is that? No, right? no, no, <laughs> no, but just the, some of the things that have gone on, like injuries, more than anything. Just trying to forget that and concentrate on on getting back to the back to where I was in 2013. So if I if I could do that, that'd be uh, well, if massive.
0: You, if you get that run of games, presumably your pace and so on is that unchanged? Uh,
8: no, no, my pace is the same and I'm feeling sharp and uh, and things. So just
0: again, like I said, run of games now, and uh, we'll just see where it takes me. Well, at the other end of the experience scale is James Hook at the Ospreys, delighted with the new signings joining him at the Liberty Stadium this year. You know, Scott George, Allen as well, a new recruits
10: this year. They've been brilliant for us, and you know, they've led by example on and off the pitch. You know the way they're stepping up in meetings and and on the training pitch and just passing on the knowledge to to the older boys and younger boys. It's been great for us, and obviously, they've been showing around the pitching games as well.
8: yourself as well, what are you looking at this season? Senior statesman
10: in the squad now? Yeah, keep plugging away and, uh, and working hard and feeling fit and strong. So, you know, when I'm called upon, hopefully, I want to go up there and do the job.
8: You and Sam Davis, Luke Price, and other two reckon as senior playoffs Yeah. So a bit of
10: time maybe as well? Yeah, yeah, and potentially I'm training there as well now and again. So, obviously, a big blow for Luke Price. You know, he's had a great pre season, and you know, it's unlucky for him, he had a nasty injury uh, last pre season as well. so yeah, you know, he's been really unlucky, but like you say, Sam's stepped in and done magnificently well, so take it forward in, uh, until Luke comes back as well.
5: James, you were in the, the Wales set-up when George came through, so you've seen him sort of come from all the way through. Can you just talk a bit about <clears throat> how he's settled in? Because he looks really hungry, he's obviously had a great start.
10: Yeah, he has had a great start, and it's mad that he's still in mid-20s and he's done so much, but like I say, he's, he hasn't come here with an ego, he's settled straight into the squad. He's... Making himself known to everybody and, you know, he's his happy self. And on the pitch, he's, he's producing the goods as well. And it's not just attacking threats we see, you know, his, his defensive work, particularly against Edinburgh, you know, he's chasing balls back, he's, he's working hard in defence, and that's what we all know and that George can do. And so, you know, if he continues to do that for us, and obviously Wales as well, that'll be great. Well, he's an out-proud finisher, isn't he? And uh, he's a big, strong boy, and especially when he's five, ten metres out, you know, broke that size, it's, it's difficult to stop. So, now he's been great for us. It's crazy. and the amount he's achieved in his career, and uh, he's still got so much to offer as well, which is great for us at the Ospreys, On a personal level, James, how do you see your role in the squad
0: these days,
10: both on and off the field? I think uh, I'm still hungry to play at the same time, and realise you know, I'm sort of 33 now, so probably the opportunities I get now are, are limited to what they used to be, but um, like I say, when I do get the opportunity, I want to take it, but when I'm not involved, similar to, to George and the other boys, who want to help the young boys come on, particularly the ones who play in my position, and you know, they know, I think, you know, they can come to me and ask me if, if I can help them in any way. I'll do that by, if it's just talking to them or doing some extra kicking or passing, you know, I'm always sort of there to, to give them a hand, and I think that's just all you can do, really. What's it like for somebody like yourself who played at the very top of the game and is still still going, as you mentioned, well into the 30s. What's it like when you realise that things are changing in your career? Yeah, it's just, so I got this year and next year on my contract, so you're still thinking about playing but like you mentioned, you know, when I was sort of coming through 19, 20 years of age, you look up to the older boys and ask them for a bit of advice. So I know how important that was to me, so I wanna try and give that back to, to the younger boys and you know, I'm not so sure throw it in their face, but just like I say, no, I'm there if I want to handle anything or mm-hmm. a bit of advice, try and pass on that knowledge. And the experience I've had over the, over the years.
3: You hear a lot of people say, as long as
10: the, the fire and the hunger is still there, you'll you carry on. Is that something that rings true with you? Yeah, 100%. And if I'm injury free as well, which is it's important, yeah, like I say, when I get the opportunity, I want to take it with both hands still, you know, whether I'm sort of 22, 23, or, or 33.
5: Do you think, obviously, sam has been involved in the world set up kind of on the fringes and stuff, just <coughs> in the Six Nations a couple of years back. Do you think he's going he to go to to get back involved this
10: year? Oh, 100%. and. I think that's the thing about rugby, you know, one week to the next, you don't know what's going to happen and if he can put a good couple of weeks of good performances together, you know, and maybe the odd injury here and there, how things can happen so quickly, he's, he's definitely got the potential and you talk about hunger, he's definitely got the hunger and, and drive to be the best he possibly can be and when he's on the money, you know, he's, he's up there with the best tens in Wales so I think we've got to fully back him down here and he's got the confidence and belief in himself as well. A difficult season last year after breaking into the Wales squad. Did you have chat with him at any point, or did he come to you? Yeah, I spoke to him, and obviously I've had those disappointments as well. And it's not easy. And I think you probably the difficult thing for Sam when he wasn't picked was he probably d- didn't get on the pitch for the Ospreys either because obviously Dan Bigger was playing. I think when he got dropped, you want to get on the pitch and just prove any performances, and he probably didn't have that opportunity as much last year. So
0: he's got that this year, and I'm sure he'll flourish. So plenty going on at all levels of the game. Plenty to report on next week as well on the principality well, of the podcast. Until then, goodbye.